Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie, who just joined the call. Morning, Susie. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Susie. I just heard someone else join. Who is it? Who just joined us? Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Thursday to you, too. Go with me in the morning. God bless you. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Yes. Good morning. It's Mona. Good morning, Mona. And who else was that? JC, good morning, sweet Susie. Good morning, sweet JC. <laughs> Thank good you. morning, sweet Didi. Good morning, hey. sweet Didi. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Morning, Brother Tony. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday to you as well. Hello, it's Krishanda. Good morning. Good morning, Krishanda. Anyone else like to say good morning? Hi, good morning, Sam. This is Angela. Good morning, Angela. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Susie. It's Andrew. Good morning, Brother Andrew. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm the same. Yay. Mm-hmm. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Diane. Happy Thursday, everyone. Good morning, Diane. Happy Thursday to you, too. Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. God bless everyone. It's Barbara out of Lodi. Good morning, Barbara out of Lodi. going to be another hot day today. Yes, it is. Does <laughs> anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Susie, I want to thank you guys for praying. Emerald made it back to Southern California uh, last night. So, Excuse me, I didn't quite understand you. I said Emerald made it back to Southern California oh, last great. night from traveling cross-country by herself. So great. I praise great. God and, and thank you guys for keeping her in prayer. God is good. 
Yes. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, family. This is Sister Veronica. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Sister Veronica. Happy Thursday to you as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else like to say good morning? Does anyone else join the call? I'd like to say good morning before I get started. Okay, then, well, it is time to move on to the next segment of the call. But before we do move forward, we do ask that you please put your phone on mute so that we can proceed. And hello again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you within your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us for the whole month of August as the new monthly theme is called The Called. You don't want to miss messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. We do have two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Woman's Call hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature, and it's by Peter Sazero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Second, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or you can visit www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests submitted via the app, but I do have one here that was put in the Victory Room by Andrew Hart, and he is asking that we keep Bill Pike lifted up, and also from JC, who is asking for prayer for Sparkle Wade, who lost her son in a car accident, and also for her niece, Trenette Tucker. Her stepmom, Dee Dee Evans, had a stroke and is on life support. So please let's keep them lifted up. The order of the call this morning is the declaration will be by Tony Sandoval and praying and corporate praise will be done by Dee Dee. 
Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer, Joni Sandoval. And I'll repeat that for you. The declaration will be by Tony Sandoval. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Sister Dee Dee. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer, Tony Sandoval. The scripture for today is Matthew 20, 16. So the last shall be first, and the first last, for many be called, but few chosen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we do ask again that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed and God-filled day. I now pass the call to the declare Tony Sandoval. God bless you. Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Tony Sandoval. I'll be leading today's declaration. Uh, as always, I just want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, I do want to thank everybody for being on the line and just reminding everybody, um, if you haven't yet, just double-check your phone just to make sure we're on mute. We do record the calls, and we just want to preserve uh, the quality of the call from the recording here. Um, you know, on, on kind of going in and uh, developing today's message and going through a couple things here. Uh, God reminded me of when I got my first car. Uh, well, technically it was my second car, but my first real car. Uh, my first car was uh, a pickup truck that we got. <laughs> uh, when I was like 17, we bought it off the street, salvaged title. Uh, it didn't last very long. <laughs> that was my first car. Um, when I got my second car, we actually went to the dealership and we got a used car. Um, it was a 1996 Honda Civic hatchback, red, really bright red. And it was really, it was in really good condition. It was a great car. I had it for years. Um, and it was, it was just a really good car. I mean, by that point, it was already over 10 years old. I bought it in like 2007. So it was about, yeah, I was about 12 years old. Um, but I had it a really long time all through college and it was, it was just a great car. But I remember I went to the dealership with my dad and I said, hey, cool, this is the car I want. This is the car I want to get. This is how much money I have. And we sat down with the sales guy, and he did his little sales magic and put a bunch of paperwork together. And uh, I didn't have the credit to do it. I didn't have bad credit. I just had no credit. <laughs> I was barely 18, never had a credit card, never had put payments down on anything. You know, I, I just didn't have... Uh, you know, the necessary things to get that car. But my dad said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and co-sign for you, you know, so that you can get your car. Um, and I remember we did it and everything. We signed all the paperwork, all the stuff. And I was kind of joking with my dad after. It's like, hey, why, you know, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that for me? You know, putting your, your namesake on the line for me. And uh, I remember my dad really, really kind of jokingly, he, he, was, he was really joking around, but uh, he said, because one day I want a return on my investment. And he said it jokingly again, but it, it always really stuck with me. Like, like I said, I needed a car to go to college. And my dad knew that when I went to college, it would garner me a better chance, to, a better opportunity to get a better job. I was going all the way to Deanza. I lived in East San Jose. So the drive back and forth to Cupertino, I needed a car. 
you see my dad's good credit, his good standing, and his capital is what opened up the doors to be able to get me a car. You see, I had the need, but my dad had the means. Today's title of today's message is God's ROI. God's ROI. Pray with me. Father, thank you so much for this morning, Lord. Thank you for the message that you've laid on my heart, God. I pray that you speak loud and clear, God. I pray that you may be maximized and I may be minimized, God. I pray that whatever that it is that you want to convey today, that it stir hearts, that it may be received with open hearts, God, open minds, people who are willing and people who are able to act on the things that you have for them this morning, God. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for speaking this morning, God. I thank you in advance for the great and mighty, powerful things that you're going to do this morning, God. And I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, I believe that those who are called, that those who are called have been given a great investment by God. I believe that God has invested something into each and every single one of us. And I heard him say clearly, preparing for this, who uh, who are called according to his purpose, now is the time to activate that investment. I heard God tell me that he is awaiting his return on his investment, his ROI on our lives. All of us are called, and all of us need to, be give, to, to give God a return. And I just felt that in my spirit turning over the past few weeks. And, and God kept taking me back to a very familiar parable in Matthew 25. And, and just before we move on, I do want to explain ROI is return on investment. Uh, and what it basically means is what you're getting for what you're giving. So if you're putting down money on the stock market, you know, what are you going to get back? You know, you're putting it down as an investment with the opportunity to gain something back to gain uh, more than you put down back. That's what return on investment is. And God kept switching me over to Matthew 25. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull it up. It's a very familiar story that you guys have heard before. Matthew 25, verses 14 to 30. It's about the, uh, it's about the, uh, the wealthy man and his servants and the talents that he gives them. And in Matthew 25, there's a, a gentleman who has a lot of money. And he's going to go on a trip. And he has these three servants. And with these three servants, uh, he decides that he's going to give them some money. He's going to give them some uh, some talent, so to speak. So he's going to give them uh, some money to take care of when he's gone. And one of the uh, uh, servants, he gives five talents. And the other servant, he gives two talents. And one servant, he gives one. So five, two, and one. And he gives him those talents, and he moves on, and he says, okay, cool, I expect something when I get back. And then the first guy who has five talents, he goes out, and he invests those five talents. He uses his skill set to go and get five talents more. And the other servant uses his hard work, his ethic, to go out there and gain two more talents. But the gentleman who has one talent, he's afraid. He doesn't want to lose that talent. He doesn't want to lose that talent. He doesn't want to expose that talent to risk. So it says that he buries it. He buries it. 
and then the the uh, the ruler comes back and he says, uh, "Okay, cool. What do you guys got for me?" And the guy with five talents and he says, "Hey, behold, I have five more talents." And that the the uh, ruler says, "Well done, good and faithful servant. Because you've been faithful for little, uh, you can now be faithful over much." And he gives him that. And then the second guy comes up and he says, Master, Master, I've given you two more talents now. So now I've made it from two to four. I've doubled what you've given me. And again, the Master says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Um, You've been faithful with little, so now you're going to be faithful with much. And he gives him that. And then the guy with number one comes up pretty sheepishly. And I I could feel like they're in a line and number five comes up. And number one's looking at him and he's like, Oh, snap, this guy got five more. And then the number two comes up. Oh, man, this guy got two more. He's got four now. What am I going to do? <laughs> so he comes up and he says, Master, Master, I knew that you were uh, a hard man. And I was scared. And I didn't want you to come down on me. And I didn't want to expose what you gave me to risk. So I buried it. And the servant wasn't none too pleased. And he had him cast out uh, of his land. But this parable, it confirmed in my spirit three things about God's investment in us. That God has given us an amount, that God has given us a method, and that God is waiting for his return on on his investment. So today we're going to pull three things from this story and focus on these three things. The amount, the means, and the return. Let's start with the amount here. In verse 15, he says, To one he gave five talents, to another two to another one, to each according to his ability, then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. So he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. You know, I believe that each and every single one of us have been given a measure of talent, a measure of anointing, a measure of gifting by God. And it's up to us to go and use them. In Ephesians 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We were prepared in advance to do good works. We were prepared by God to do. And because we were prepared by God to do, he's giving us the means to do so. He's given us the talent. He's given us the gifting. He's given us the anointing to be able to do it. But I think sometimes, sometimes we get really, really concerned about the actual amount. The actual amount. Sometimes I think we compare our talent, whether we have one talent or two talents, and we compare it with the guy with five, or whether we're the one talent comparing it to the guy with two Sometimes I think we get too caught up in the amount of talent. And we tell ourselves ourselves that he or she has more talent, more gifting, more anointing than I do. They got five talents, and I'm over here with my sorry one talent. (laughs) And I think that we focus too much on the number, too much on the size of things, but God is far less concerned about the amount of talent he has given you as he is the implementation of the talent. You see, God has given you a measure of these talents, a measure of this gifting. And he doesn't care 
so much so about the size of the gifting. He doesn't care about the, the size of the Bible study that you lead. He doesn't care about the size of the church that you lead. He doesn't care about that. What he cares about is are you using it? Are you working your field? Are you working the plot that he's given you? In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 5 through 6, there are different kinds of service. But the same Lord, there are different kinds of working in all of them, in everyone, it is the same God at work. It's the same God that we serve. So the person with the mega church is the same God uh, that the person with the 30-person church is serving. The person with the 30-person Bible study is the same one that the person with three people has. And I think we get too caught up in measuring our ministry versus other people. And that's not what God has called us to do. God has called us to use the amount that he's given us. The amount that he's given us. And I think God really, or Jesus in this story, Jesus really laid out uh, and spent more time on the gentleman with one talent and how he was bad with that talent and didn't invest it, didn't get uh, a return back on his investment for the talent. And I think so because so much of us always feel like we're the guy with the one talent. Like we're the guy, we're the we're the woman, we're the person, the individual with the one talent, with less than everybody else, who has less than the person next to him, who has less than the person in leadership with him, who has less than this pastor or that pastor or that woman or that man. Now we always feel like we have less than but the master in the story had the same reply for those who had multiplied their investment regardless of the amount. He always said, well done, good and faithful servant. So whether he got an investment of five over the five, or whether he got investment over the two over the two, the measure didn't really matter. What mattered that there was a word work in it, but we're doing stuff with it. It's not the size of your gifting by which you will be judged. It is by your obedience to use it by which you will be judged. And I just wonder how many of us have buried our blessing? How many of us have buried our gifting? How many of us have buried the amount that God has given us over the fear of exposing our amount to risk? Sometimes we are so afraid to expose our gifting because we're, ah, oh man, is it going to be good enough? Am I going to be good enough to be able to bring, to use my anointing Am I going to be good enough to use my gifting that those who are called are measured by, by how they use it, by their obedience to God, not by the size of their gifting? The second thing I can pull from this story is the method. We talked about the amount. We can talk about the method real quick. You see, God has given us an innate ability to use our gifting to activate our anointing that are uniquely designed around us. That are uniquely designed around us. In verse 18, uh, the, in the story it says, but he who had received the one talent, uh, oops, excuse me, let me go back here. Uh, in, the, in the story it says that he had given them according to their ability. You see, God gives you a measure uh, of of your gifting, of your anointing, according to your ability, because he gives you a method to use them. 
in the story, in the New Living Translation, it says that the first man invested his money. So he got five talents and he went to the bankers and he went to businesses and he put those five talents, each talent was about 20 years worth of wages, into different businesses, into different properties. And that's how way he, that's the way he got his return back, by investment. But the second man in the, in the, in the New Living Translation, it says that he worked for his money. He went and he used that money to start a business and he worked for it. So one used his brain and his other his hands. Both different methods, but both obeyed and had a return. Never, never look down on the method that God has for you. Never look down on the method that God has charged you with. If God has charged you to be uh, in charge of slides at your church, do not look down on the method by which he is calling you to use your talents and your gifting. If God has called you to move and set up chairs at church, don't look down on that method. Don't look down on the method that God is having you use, your skill set, your abilities. It may not be where you'd be for long. You could move up, you could do other things, you could slide around and do different ministries, but never look down on the method that God has given you to use your abilities, your skills, your talents, because God is looking for a return. God is looking for a return on that which he's given you. In 1 Peter 4, verses 10 to 11, as each has received a gift, use it to serve. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion over forever and ever. Amen. God has given us a gift to serve one another. I think we always need to remember that. Despite the method that God gives us, our gifting isn't necessarily specifically for us. Our gifting is so much more about other people than it is about us. And I think that's where we get trapped up. That's where we get locked up. That's where we feel like we only have the one talent and we're like, well, I'm just doing this, so it's not that important. I'm just doing that, so it's not that important. But you have to understand that what you are doing isn't about what you're doing. It's about the people that you're doing it for. It's so much more. And that verse I read for First Peter is that one who starts describing people who serve, starts describing people who speak oracles of God, but it's always about God. It's always about the people around them. It's so much less about you and so much more about everybody else. The method. The method is always different. Moses used the staff. David used a a sling. Elijah used fire. And Daniel had his lion's den. All different methods. But all were used mightily because of the obedience that they had. God will use you. God will use your gifting. In fact, you know, I firmly believe this. I really do. I firmly believe that the harder and the crazier the situation, the stronger and more potent your anointing will be revealed to you if you just obey. God has given you tools to do these things. God has given you the method about to which you use your anointing and your gifting. Regardless of the madness, God has a method in it. If you are willing to obey, God is willing to show you 
third thing we pull from this story is the return. Is the return. Uh, every month or so, I do an audit. Um, I, I own a business, and we do a lot of different kind of marketing tactics. We do a lot of online stuff, so uh, different things like link building and PPC and ads and, you know, just different kinds of things. And one of the things that I do every month is I, is I look on my ROI. What am I getting from each and every one of these avenues? What's working? What's not? Right? What's, what, uh, what part of my marketing is working better than this part of my marketing? Right? So that I could see what I could keep investing in and what I should stop investing in. Right? So in the same way, God, I believe that right now that God is checking up his ROI on us, on what's giving him a return and what isn't. And he's coming back to get an account. And I believe that he's looking at the individual, at the person right now, and he's saying, what are you doing? What am I getting back from you? Who are you reaching right now? In verse 19, it says, now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. You know, to frame a greater part of this story, Jesus was talking about his eventual return. Uh, right before this, he's talking about um, uh, the women in their lamps getting ready. Right before this, he's, he's prophesying over Israel. And in the last part of uh, this section in Matthew, Jesus is actually talking about his return and how he is going to judge people. So this is smack dab in the middle of that where Jesus is talking about his eventual return. But I believe that Jesus is also framing this for us to be able to examine ourselves right now. That I, I do believe that Jesus is going to come eventually to settle accounts with us. But I think right now Jesus is giving us a spiritual checkup. Us as the called, us as the gifted, us as the anointed, as us who have been called to serve, what are we doing? What kind of return are we giving God back? What did we do with what he gave us? What did, he, what did we do with what he invested in us? God is not only interested in a return on his investment, he demands it. You see, the the uh, the, the ruler in this case when he didn't get a return for the gentleman who had the one talent, the one talent, I should say. He wasn't like, okay, cool, I'll be back in three months and let's see what you can do. Or like, hey, man, uh, next time try harder. <laughs> you know, he was harsh. He said, I demand a return for what I gave you and you did nothing. And he said something really, really interesting. He's like, why didn't you at least put it in the bank so that I can get interest? Why didn't you at least do this? Why didn't you at least do that? And this tells me a little something different about the master. And it tells me something a little different about God. Is that God isn't necessarily satisfied with you doing the least. With you doing the least amount you could do with your anointing. But God wants you to do something. God wants you to do something because when you start doing something for him, when you start investing something for God, when you start using your gift in maybe what you deem to be the least amount of way to use it, 
there's some return there. There's some things that start cultivating. There's some things that start compounding in your heart. Man, if I can do slides, I can do this. Man, if I can lead the morning prayer, I can do this. Man, if I could do a declaration on uh, on a Thursday morning, man, maybe I could do this. If I could do this, maybe I could do that. If I could do this, maybe I could write a book. If I could write a book, maybe I can travel. And it just goes on and on, and it starts compounding. That's what interest is. Interest compounds on itself. And the ruler tells the uh, the servant, why didn't you at least put it in the bank so I can get some interest, so I can get that compounded? And God is speaking loud and clear right now. And he's saying, if you haven't yet started using your gifting, if you haven't yet started using your anointing, if you haven't yet used the investment that I put into each and every single one of you, start. Put it in the bank. Let me get some interest off of it. Do the least. Just do something and watch it grow, watch it build, watch it watch it kind of develop, watch it do those things. The amount, the method, the return. I wonder how much God has invested in us, you know? I wonder how much God has invested in us. And you know what else I wonder? How many, I wonder how much people have invested in us. When I think about myself and I think about my life and I think about uh, who I am in relation to God, I am a product of a million prayers by my mother. I am a product of countless prayers by my parents. My parents are God-fearing people. My dad has been a deacon for over 25 years. My mother has served in every facet of the church over the past 30 years. But I, I decided to take a different route. And earlier on, I stayed away from God and I stayed away from church. But they invested countless sleepless nights. They invested countless hours on their knees before God praying for me just to keep me alive because <laughs> I think I think at some point they probably didn't even think that I was going to be alive much longer, much less come to church. I am a product of countless prayers by them, by people around them, by my family, by mentors, by pastors, by leaders. How much has God invested in you? How much grace has God invested in you? How much time, how much effort, how much power, how much manpower has God invested in us? It's time to activate your anointing. It's time to activate God's investment in you. The time has come to get off your knees and get on your feet and do. Now is the time to say yes and not let me pray about it. Now is the time to use what God has given us. I believe all of us have this deep-seated need to be used by God, to have our anointing activated, to have his investment be multiplied. But we may not know where to start. Start with God. What can I do now? I may have the only with the one talent, but what can I do? Even if it's small, even if it's the least of these, put it in the bank. Get some interest. Start. 
then watch how God compounds his investment in you. Watch how God builds his investment in you. Watch how God builds uh, his his uh, his anointing on you, the activation of your gifting. Watch how God works. God is going to come to settle accounts with you. But I believe right now, he's just checking on his account. What is my son doing? What is my daughter doing? How are they using my investment? We, I, I believe with wholeheartedly that everybody listening to my voice right now is called, 100% called. And because we are called, we are charged. And because we are charged, there is an investment in us. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it, what God has given us? Use it. Don't bury it. Don't bury your gifting and don't be ashamed of your gifting, no matter how big or how small. Use what God has given you. I'm going to pass the call now to the prayer warrior, and then I will see you at the end of this. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Father, we just want to just thank you for this day. Thank you for this day, God. We can't take it for granted that we are here. Thank you that it's your breath in our lungs, and we pour out our praise onto you this morning. Thank you for that word, God. Thank you for Brother Tony and the ROI, the return on the investment that we just need to hear so that we know how to use our gifting to to activate our anointing. What a right on time word, because our gifting is not for us. So I thank you this morning, Holy Spirit. I thank you for just another chance at this thing called life. God, I thank you. I thank you that whatever happened on yesterday is over so that we can just rejoice in it and be glad. God, I thank you. I have just so much to be grateful for on this morning. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, we bless your name. The word says to let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us enough to give us new grace and new mercy. So good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way with declare victory on this thankful Thursday. Because what you have what you have said, it will come to pass. God, you'll see to it. No matter what we are facing, it's your promises. Because your word does not change. So I thank you for your word, God. You are a magnificent God. Just you just. Oh, God, we just owe you. We just owe you so much for your investment in us, God. We can't take anything for granted. So I thank you, that word. Oh, my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just worship you on this morning. We give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. We worship you because of who you are, God, because of who you are. Somebody went to bed last night. They didn't wake up this morning. We can't take life for granted. Life is as a vapor. Oh, God, we just give you glory this morning, glory this morning, God, lifting up those broken hearts. Anybody that's suffering in grief, God, just be there. Give them beauty for ashes. God, I thank you so much that the death angel didn't get us. We were able to call in again this morning and to give you praise. Again, we cannot 
take life for granted. It is fragile. We are blessed this morning just to be able to see, to hear, to walk, to talk, to have a sound mind. And no matter the tricks of the enemy, he's already defeated. So, God, I thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you, God. I just adore you. I just want to praise you this morning, God. I want to just give you praise and admiration because of who you are. Because of who you are, God, your word says that when we lie down, that we don't have to be afraid. So I thank you that each person on this call had peace in their sleep last night, no matter what they went to bed with, but they were able to wake up this morning and know that it's a new day and that your grace and mercies are new. God, we just can't just, oh, God. And so, God, I'm calling out Trinette Turker's name to you and her mom, Betty, and just continue a prayer for my sister, Benita Jones and her entire family and the loss of her husband, God. And God, I want to thank you that you allowed Emerald to travel across country safely. That's big because so much happens when you're traveling as a family, but she traveled by herself. So God, I thank you for traveling grace and mercy for her. Oh, my God. And then your word reminds us that we are not to worry about anything but to pray about everything. But when we pray, we have to believe we receive when we pray so that we are praying and we're trusting that your word is what it is. We have to tell you what we need and then thank you for all that you've already done. Lord, I thank you just for your peace on this morning because you are Jehovah Shalom. And I know some of us probably got on the line this morning. We might have had some anxiety. We might have had some fear even, some doubt, just worried about worry. But, God, you said to cast all your cares on you. And so that's what we are to do, and to be anxious for nothing, no thing, no matter what. So show us how to really pray, and then help us to glorify and worship you, so that no matter what we're going through, we know that you are God, and that we can give you a return on your investment. I thank you again. That word was dope. God, I thank you. Oh, my God, so much nuggets. I hope people are taking notes on that word from Brother Tony. Oh, my God. And then I have to chuckle because I had a 1981 Honda Civic with a hatchback white. So, God, I thank you. I just thank you how you are just um, knitting us together and that we're coming together as warriors. We're more than conquerors. I just give you praise on this morning, knowing that this this walk is not an easy one. But when we trust your word and we know your word and we pray your word, all things are possible, as your word says. So I just thank you this morning. I just have an attitude of gratitude, no matter what is happening, God. And I thank you for it. I bless every victor on the line because you know we all are in need of, but we trust you, God. So we say, oh, give thanks unto you, Lord, because you are good and your mercy endures forever and it's everlasting. We have to adore you, God, because you created us. I thank you for each and every person on this line, every family that can hear the sound of my voice. I thank you that it's just a new day to do something else, to just do something different, sing a new song, no complaints, no worries. We turn our worry to worship. We turn our pity into praise, and we just worship you on this morning because there's nothing too hard for you, God, No, nothing too hard for you because your word says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, the plans for welfare, not for evil, to give us a future and a hope. Then we can call upon you, and you will pray and come and pray to us, God, and you'll hear us. If when you you hear every prayer, every prayer you hear, 
Even if you don't answer the way we want you to, God, we know that you can. So I just thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are a good, good father. You are a good, good father, and your love is extravagant for us. I'm praying for everybody that's just just in a place of just doubt and confusion because confusion does not come from you, God. But then I want to also lift everybody up this morning because we, again, don't know what we're going through, but we know that we are going through because of you and because you loved us, God, because you love us. So, so Victor, this morning, all we need to do is just worship him. We just need to tell him thank you. Thank him for this day, no matter what you're going through. Show him his return on his investment, that he did not do it for nothing, that you trust him and you believe his word for your life. Take your phones off mute and open up your mouths and give God praise this morning because he is good and he deserves it. You deserve the glory, Lord. You deserve the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Jesus, Lord. for being on, God. Thank you for changing your name, for Sabrina and Roberta and Maggie and for I command every 
Thank you. 
Did you not wear them? Thank you. The black so we pass the call to Brother Tony. Thank Thank you so much. That was so that was beautiful. I always super love corporate prayer. Uh kinda sounds like what heaven's gonna sound like. <laughs> so I'm always uh I'm always super excited to see what it what it uh what it sounds like. But uh thank you for being with us again. Um just kinda wanted to open up a couple things to see if you guys had any questions, any concerns, um or not concerns I should say, but any questions or any comments. Um I just kinda wanna just uh reiterate a little bit about what we talked about. We talked about uh the title of today's message was God's ROI and we talked about um uh, the parable in Matthew twenty five uh about the ruler and the three uh and the three servants that he gave talents to the servants and the talents. Uh we talked about how um uh we talked about how God gives us an amount. Uh we talked about how God gives us a method and we talked about how God is waiting for his return on his investment. Um, so I'll just go ahead and open things up. Does anybody have any questions, any comments about today's message? Good morning, Tony. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. It's Didi, and I uh, thank God for how he just operates in us. I have to actually pass the call. I now work, and I have to be at work at 7. So, Ravonda, thank you, sis, and for the family that just comes together. You're right. What an awesome word this morning. Um, and in the story you told about um, getting your your second car, because that was my yeah. car I hasn't left, because I think <laughs> my first real car, and I went to the dealership in Concord, was a um, 1981 white Honda Civic hatchback. <laughs> I'm a little older than you, but I remember thinking my car note was like $150. I was like, I can't pay that rent. Um, the return on investment, my mom the same way, you know, young, no credit, all that stuff, putting her little name on it. But just how God expects us to do, you know, like a lot of times we'll say we're waiting on God and, you know, we're praying for things and we're, you know, believing God to do certain things. And God's like, look, I've already done it. 
you just need to do what I called you to do. So I just thank yeah. you um, this morning because that word was necessary. But we just have to really um, do what we're called to do. And the, that 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 story was always good to remind us about gifts and talents because it's not really for us. I'm learning that at 51. Yeah. Did I say my age? Yes, I did. 51 years <laughs> old. That, <laughs> so what I'm called to, it. it, it for me, it might not even look like what, and let me just be transparent. I know that a lot of times, because of how I'm wired, you know, I get, oh, she says, you know, the Lord, I very much do. But it might not look like what it, what what some people think it looks like, but I'm glad I look like what God created me to look like, and I'm assigned to who I'm assigned mm-hmm. to, and I'm glad that I get it now. I really get mm-hmm. it, and I know that I know. I'm not, I, I know why I'm here. So I love you. Yeah. Sir, and I thank God for this morning. And I'm at my good old job, so let me go on mute and start my day. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, TV. I appreciate that. Um, and anyone else there on the line had anything to say, any questions, any comments? Good morning, Brother Tony. This is Andrew. I Andrew, how are you, really, sir? Uh, real well, thanks. Uh really enjoyed your, your lesson this morning. I especially was was uh hanging on your uh your call to order when you said it's time now to get to work yeah we we call ourselves intercessors and and in these days and times there's so much to pray for there's so many people that are suffering under under cruel and hateful treatment there are so many mm. people that have been pegged as victims in, in the days to come. And uh, there are so many people that are right now surprised and chagrined by the people that they thought were their friends now see them in, in, through a different lens. And you you know that if if people were coming to hurt you, these people that you thought were your friends would not hide you. They would not help you. They would stand back and and perhaps accuse because, well, you know, one doesn't always know, does one, that kind of thing. So, and, and and so hearts are heavy. People are being killed, hurt, uh, maligned. We still have masses of people hungry. We have people that are more concerned with how animals are treated than the homeless that are sleeping on the streets. There's just so much to pray for, but we're also governed by that verse that says, Faith without works is dead. So it's mm-hmm. it's 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 our right. It, 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 it's it's our it's our place and our purpose to intercede and pray for the ills of this nation and this world and the people in it. But it's also our our commission to go and do something. We can't just stay on our knees and not go help. You know, you can't yeah. pray yeah. that someone be fed. And you have food and you know people are hungry and you stay where you are. You can't do that. And and, and again, like the ills in this in, in, that are going on right now are top to bottom. In the church, outside the church, like like it's it's to the point where you have to pick and choose which church you run to for help and safety, because every church won't help you. And that's 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 ridiculous. But again, this is where and when we're living. And so your 
your message this morning was very timely. And it was just a reminder that we have to be who we're called to be. And we're called to be soldiers. Soldiers yeah. move to the front line. Soldiers put themselves in the way and line of fire for another that can't fire or mm-hmm. can't protect themselves at all. You know, so the, the, the days and times of us being safe and complacent and just, you know, taking our Bible more as a fashion accessory and not as a weapon, those days are over. And yeah, those, those, in the, those in the battalion need to, need to organize and go out and possess the land. And, and the prescription was, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from them wicked ways, he said, basically, that's the prescription for healing the land. And so for everyone that isn't happy with how the land is going, we need to be doing that. But we can't do that just sitting down. So thank you, brother. I'm going back on mute. Well, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. Um, I always, I always feel like when, you know, when I spend time with God, and like when I spend time, um, you know, it, God always kind of puts some, drops something in my heart, and then that just kind of like develops. And a lot of what God tells me is, uh, is, is always for me. I should say it for sure. And and sometimes it's for me, and sometimes it's for you. Um, so I really felt like this message was for me really specifically about how I needed to get mobilized, about how I needed to start using my, my giftings and my anointings and, and God just kind of coming around and just checking up on me on my, on my, on the investment that he's giving me and just saying, like, what are you, what are you doing? You, you, need to, you need to do these things. And I think um, Dee Dee said something really specific, too, about, how you you I think a lot of us are concerned about how we're hardwired when we serve. Like, well, hey man, I'm rough around the edges. Like I can't really serve right now because I got this or I got that. And God's not really concerned about that. <laughs> like if that's how you're hardwired, that's who you are and you do what you do and you're supposed to serve and you're supposed to do these things regardless of your hard edges. And God will smooth those out over time if that's what God so chooses. Uh, but you just got to act. You just got to get mobilized. You just got to do. Uh, 100% agree with you, Andrew and Didi. Um, amen. Anybody Anybody else have any uh, comments or any questions or anything? Hey, this is Ravonda. <clears throat> you know, um, how are you? I'm good. Uh, you know what? I am. I am absolutely fascinated by you. And basically when I think about, you know, what it is that you do, and how the level of exposure God has allowed in your life, and um, even your candidness about how uh, you really wasn't coming back to church, you wasn't doing none of that, you know, and um, yet um, how God still afforded you the ability to um, to gain a certain amount of wealth, and, and not so much, I'm, I'm talking about money or anything, but the the plethora of knowledge and how you shared and you know um even the way that you teach it and taught us just a little bit of what it is that you do um and what you did so eloquently what i love about um what i sense that god is doing and how you've come across to us is you know 
when here it is that God has given us something, and you know what, the Lord goes after it in us. And so he allows us to be in certain situations where, you know, we have no place else to turn to. You know, I always say he doesn't paint a picture. You know, he didn't paint a picture and didn't put his name on it. You know, there, he put himself in our DNA. And so what's so awesome about what you're doing and what you have done is um, you've exposed yourself to things that a, a lot of times most saints wouldn't do, you know, because we don't think that, you know, God works that way where um, we can have jobs or do things that cause us to work outside of the box. You know, or everywhere we go, we have to sound so churchy and the jargon and all of those things. But God has afforded you the ability to go into systems. And here it is with your godly and and chaste character, you know, that I'm sure um, has been refined over time, even as you've matured, you know, in your age, but even matured in him. You know, that the doors have been opened because he can trust you with it. And so it's the same thing with these talents that he's given us, this stuff that he's given us. So there's no excuse for people to say that they don't have anything. You know, I don't know what I'm gifted with, you know, or whatever. But like you said, get moving. You know, what are you doing? Get get moving. Because it's not just enough to be Bible thumpers or pray long prayers, you know, or whatever. The Lord wants us to have this balance in our lives so we can go in and engage and we can set up, we can get up, you know, um, if the earth is the Lord's, we have to, we have to move, not just act like it, but everything about our lives should know that, you know, where our feet tread upon, it has the potential to be a place where the kingdom shows up. Because we're not talking about this dharma, but we're talking about where the, the miracles and the signs and the wonders and, you know, the wealth and all of these things show up. So I am so glad to hear from you this morning um, with such a balance in how you've taught this this morning. And it even as an entrepreneur myself, it spoke loudly to me because I haven't always taken chances, and I am now, you know, um, and, and they may not look like chances to anybody else, but I see what God is doing. So I thank you for your share this morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I, re- I receive that 100%. <laughs> I appreciate that, sister. Um, one one thing I forgot to mention, not forgot to mention, but, like, I I didn't put it in the sermon because I didn't want unnecessary things. But God was talking to me about risk, and we were talking about risk, about how sometimes we got to take risks and stuff. And I just felt when you said that, God was like, see, I told you to say <laughs> but So I'm just going to say it. Uh, God was telling me that we often <laughs> we often see risk as a bad thing. How we often see risk as dangerous. How we often see risks as you know uh, you know something something bad. But God often uses risks to bridge where we are, where we should be, and mm-hmm. how risk, how taking the necessary risk, how taking risks that God has. Uh, has built into your life, God uses as as almost like a fast forward to where you should be, right? Like, cool, mm-hmm. I'm going to present this risk to you so that even though you might have, you know, made mistakes that set you back, taking this risk in faith is going to fast forward you, fast forward you where you should be, 
how how mm-hmm. risks really are less about danger and more about mm-hmm. His grace. That God yeah. gives you these grace in these risks to be able to fast forward where you should be. So uh, that was something I should have said, but I was like, oh, man, I don't want I don't want people out here quitting their jobs. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but you know what? He never he re- he never really he didn't say anything about if you did something with with it and you lost it. He tripped no. because you didn't do anything with it. You know, yeah. that's the yeah, thing. That's it's, it. He didn't do nothing with So risk is definitely, that's high up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, I, as soon as you said that, I felt like God was sitting right next to me, kind of nudging me with his elbows. I said, yeah, I told you to say something. <laughs> so so I got I to gotta say it. So um, I appreciate that, too, sir. I really do. Thank you for your wisdom. Amen. Um, anybody else have any uh, any questions, any comments about today? Good morning. It's Tanisha. Hey, Tanisha. Um, thank you so much. I um uh, reviewed that passage maybe about three weeks ago, um, and I just got a lot out of. I just wanted to say that I got a lot out of listening this morning. Something that came up for me is that I'm leading all day long. And mm. so I'm like tired of leading. Yeah. And so yeah. when my when my pastor is like, you know, we want to do this thing and he want me to lead, I'm like, I don't wanna lead. I wanna like I'm like, can somebody yeah. else lead it, right? And I can yeah. follow because I feel like I've been feeling lately like when I when people want me to lead and I ask to follow, they don't hear me saying, I want to serve, I want to follow, I don't want to lead, right? But when they, when I, I just feel like I say I want to follow, I want to, I want to serve, I don't want to be the leader right now, but people don't hear me. And so I still fall into leadership. Um, and so it's just, yeah, I just, I got a lot out of, out of this morning. I have a lot of talents. I'm, I'm sure I have talents I haven't even discovered yet. And I, I use them to serve. I'm, you know, I'm an organizer. I'm like in the community and like, but it's just, uh, it's just, I want to know how, like, how can I be successful serving and following if I keep falling into leadership? And so um, I'm just I'm just thinking a lot this morning about what I heard from you and heard from this morning and how can I you know negotiate with my pastor <laughs> and figure <laughs> out you know, I, you know yeah. for the last couple of years I've been struggling like God you've given me all of the all of these talents all of these resources all of these connections but like how am I using them for you you know to serve you yeah. and um. And I, I I continuously struggle with that because I just I just want to follow um, sometimes. And so thank you so much. Um, Sister, can I can I tell you something? Um, will you will you allow me to tell you something God was telling me when you were speaking? Yeah. Okay. I I God was showing me like this bucket, and uh, in, in this bucket of water, and that He was pouring water into you. And how 
often us we, we have to lead from the overflow that God gives us, right? So like I was seeing your bucket overflow and that's where you're leading from. And then I saw your bucket empty and there wasn't any pouring going into it. And how God was saying that you are built to lead, you know, sometimes we don't necessarily want the responsibility, like Moses didn't want the responsibility, but you're a leader. You just are, you're just built that way. We just are, <laughs> and sometimes we don't want the responsibility, but we always have to lead from a point of overflow, never from a point of emptiness, and how God was telling me with you specifically, like, it's okay to take a break every once in a while. That's totally fine. It's totally fine to, hey, I just want to take a quick breather just so I can regain my bearings, spend some time with my family, you know, get, get some stuff together. It's so, totally okay to do that. But God was just reminding me to kind of gently remind you that if you are going to, even when you're going to lead, because you're going to lead, because that's just who you are, you know, whether we like it or not, that's who God built you to be. He built you to be a leader of people, uh, an organizer of people. And I just felt like God was saying, if you remember, when you lead, it comes from a place of overflow, not from a place of emptiness. So, Thank you. Thank you for and that. No worries. No worries. Take that with you. Okay, thank you for that, sister. Um, anybody else have any any questions, any comments about today? Man, man. Okay. Okay. Any again? Anybody else have any questions, any comments about today? Good morning. I don't. I want to say thank you. Um, <clears throat> My name is Jacqueline, and um, the word, that, the declaration that you brought forth is an encouragement to me because a lot of times um, what I find myself doing is making excuses of why I can do a thing that God has called me to do or asked me to do, and um, I allow a lot of times fear to cripple that which God has put in me, and I worry so much about um, the, the, the failure factor and then, and then never get to start a thing. Or worry about yeah. what um, how it will be received instead of even getting it started. So um, I think I, that word is for me because God put something in my heart for the past couple of days and I've been praying. Let me be honest, for the past couple of years and I've been praying mm-hmm. on it and when you say get off your knees and stand, well, I need to get up and stand. It's, it's that thing where... Um, you know you have it, and you know um, for who God called, he equipped. But at the same time, there's certain things where he wants you to come from behind the curtain and go get in front of the curtain, and you're like, yeah. oh, Lord, I don't think I'm ready for that. But I know that if I just trust him, I know that he He who called me will equip me, and he will. I just rest in him, and he will bring everything to fruition. So I want to say thank you for that word, and thank you for the encouragement. And thank you all for your input, because... That spoke to me as well because I need to stop um, allowing fear to um, cripple that which God has given me and, and walk into that obedience that he has called me to. So God bless you all. God bless you. Thank you for that, sister. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad I'm glad God is speaking. I love the Q&As because I always feel like, okay, God, God had something to say. God had something to do. Uh, this morning, so I always really appreciate that. Um, 
Is there anyone else who has any other comments, any questions? Good morning. This is Courtney. Um, I also just kind of uh, wanted to echo that um, I wasn't able to catch the entire call, um, but I did um, uh, hop on, and I I feel encouraged to to know that God was speaking through you, um, and gave confirmation on something that I needed to hear yesterday, um, mm. because I was feeling pretty down about the world and the the state of the world. Um, which I don't usually feel, but I, I felt a little overwhelmed and confused yesterday. Um, and then God just reminded me about being a person of service and doing for others and that in my doing I receive. Um, and so that's what I felt yesterday, and then I feel like I got confirmation from that on the call this morning. Um, and even on this morning, it's also encouraging me to to also encourage others in the gifts that they have to be of service and to do for other people. Um, to not just hear that message for myself and realize that I need to act, but if I see any gifts in other people, to also encourage them and breathe life into them, especially if people don't see them in themselves. So I just wanted to thank you, and I thank God that I came on, um, or that he has a message that's always on time. Amen. Amen. Yeah, God's always on time. He's never late. (laughs) Even if you think he is, he's always on time. Um, Amen. Praise God, man. Praise God. Uh, and does anybody else have any, any comments, any questions? Okay. Okay. Any Anyone else? Any questions? Any comments? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and close things up. I am, before you go, I'm just going to send you on your way with the, with the blessing here. God, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you so much for your on-time message, your on-time word, God. This is you. It's not me. This is what you had to say to your servants, what you had to say to your saints, what you had to say to your sons and your daughters this morning, God. This is about action. This is about moving forward. This is about using our gifts and our anointing and the blessings that you've given us. This is about using our mouth as well as our hands, God. This is about moving in the direction of our calling, God. This is about action. This is about uh, this is about war, God. This is about moving forward as soldiers, like Brother Andrew said, God. This is about doing your work, God, because you have invested in each and every single one of us, God. So I just pray for peace. I pray for abundance. I pray for courage this morning, God, for those of us who need to take risks this morning to move forward, to push forward, God. I pray for traveling mercies for everybody here as they go to work, as they're at work, as they're committing back and forth, God. I pray for favor, abundant favor, God in their workplace, in their home life, in their spiritual life, God. I pray for so much favor, Father Lord, that it may come from each and every single direction, Father, social, spiritual, uh, family-wise, God, in every single aspect, God. I pray that you bless these people. I pray that you nurture these people. I pray that you grow these people, God. I pray for abundance and blessings and peace and, and, and maturation and everything that they do, God. And I pray in all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a good day, y'all. All right, you as well. Be blessed. Blessings. Bye. Have a great day, everyone. Say yeah.
All right, bye, you guys. Bye, you guys. Have a good day.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Oh 
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. True. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. True. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Truth. 
praying for our youth. Heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Hope, 
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory.
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. This conference has reached its maximum duration and will end in one minute. Declare. 